This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Is there life after baseball? Starting from this simple question, the Wax Pack ends up with something much bigger and unexpected, a meditation on the loss of innocence and the gift of impermanence for both Brad Baluchian and the former ballplayers he tracked down. To get a truly random sample of players, Baluchian followed this wildly absurd but fun-as-hell premise. He took a single pack of baseball cards from 1986, the first year he collected cards, opened it, chewed the nearly 30-year-old gum inside, gagged, and then embarked on a quest to find all the players in the pack. Absurd, maybe, but true. He took this trip solo in the summer of 2015, spanning 11,341 miles through 30 states in 48 days. Brad Belichian is director of the Natural History and Sustainability Program and teaches biology at Merritt College in Oakland, California. He's also a freelance writer and has published articles in Rolling Stone, the L.A. Times, National Geographic, Slate, Discover, Smithsonian, Natural History, Nova Next, and Islands. Happy to have Brad Belichian here on Speaking of Writers, welcome to this program. Thanks for having me, Steve. So, Brad, what gave you the idea to write this book? Well, I had always wanted to have a chance to practice the kind of narrative nonfiction that I studied in college and kind of go long uh, in, a, in a piece of writing. And I'd always been interested in, or always wondered about what happened to the, the baseball players that I grew up uh, collecting their their baseball cards. I've always been a big baseball fan, and as a kid, I had my my favorite players who were who were actually not the star players; they were more the underdogs. And I always liked that "Where are they now?" theme. And so I thought I had this idea several years ago that to get uh, a random sample of guys from that era, a, a pack that had never been opened, would provide the perfect device where you get you know whatever fifteen guys you're going to get. Uh, a, a random sampling, and then just because of probability, most of the guys in any pack are going to be more of those underdog-type players. So it gave me a chance to, to learn and write about the, the guys that were my heroes as a kid uh, and to answer that question of, you know, what, what happens to these guys 30 years after they're done playing. We're chatting with Brad Belucci here on Speaking of Writers. His book is The Wax Pack on the Open Road in Search of Baseball's Afterlife. You actively engaged... Uh, with your subjects for this book, who were some of the players in the pack, and what did you do with them? Right, so it was very much uh, participatory journalism, immersion journalism. I went to uh, the gym and went bowling with Randy Reddy. I watched kung fu movies with Gary Templeton. Uh, I ate Italian food with Lee Mazzilli. Um, Rick Sutcliffe took me on a tour around where he grew up in suburban Kansas City and got to go to his house. So there were, you know, very different settings where I met these guys. Um, and the mix of players uh, was, was a mix from Jaime Kokenauer, who had me to his house for the 4th of July, to Carlton Fisk, the Hall of, a Hall of Famer, uh, who eluded me as I tried to track him down uh, all across uh, Florida and later in, in New York. So... I didn't get to everybody, but I at least gave a, a good effort to get to try to find everybody. Did you have a favorite? Yeah, by far the so my favorite player as a kid was a guy named Don Carmen, who was a pitcher for the Phillies in the eighties. Um, and again, it's you know, it's, it's kind of unusual to have him as my as my favorite player, but I was always someone that liked the 
the underdog types. And he was one of the guys in the pack. And by far, I think he was, he was the highlight. Um, he's just a, a remarkable guy. Um, he works as a staff psychologist for the agent Scott Boris. And his job is to go around the country during baseball season and give therapy to some of the biggest stars in the game when they go into a slump, like Bryce Harper or Steven Strasburg, whoever Scott Boris's clients are. Brad Belutrian is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. His book is The Wax Pack on the Open Road in Search of Baseball's Afterlife. So you endured 38 rejections before you found a publisher for this book. Yeah, it was uh, the reason why it took so long to come out. You know, it came out in April, but at the trip, I, the actual road trip for the book happened in 2015. So it's not that I took five years to write it. Uh, it, it, took, it took five years because I was cycling through two different agents and getting rejected 38 times before finally the University of Nebraska Press uh, took, a, took a chance on me, and uh, I'm grateful that they did so I could finally get it out there. Why did so many people reject it, do you think? Well, they, they told me that when they, when they were rejecting it, um, the main reasons were that I didn't have what they call a platform. You know, I didn't have a giant uh, Twitter following or I wasn't uh, a celebrity with, with a big following. And, you know, it just showed me that, unfortunately, how risk-averse publishing has become in that, um, you know, it was frustrating because they would say, well, it's, it's a great idea and it's great writing, but we can't give you a, a contract because um, we don't think we can sell enough copies because no one knows who you are. And so my, my thought was, well, how do you just ever discover new talent if you never you know, take a risk on somebody and take a chance on somebody? So um, it's been really gratifying now to see how well it's done and hitting bestseller lists and, um, and doing really well. We're talking to uh, Brad Belucian here on Speaking of Writers. His book is The Wax Pack and on the open road in search of baseball's afterlife. A lot of these guys really opened up to you. Why do you think that, you know, to a complete stranger, why do you think they did that? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's, if there's one reason to buy the book, I think it's, it's that. It's the fact that these guys were so forthcoming and willing to be vulnerable and talking about a lot of deeply personal things. And as for why, I think um, I think it may have actually helped me to not be a traditional sports writer. I mean, I I did a lot of put a lot of time in doing my research, so I really understood the background of each of these guys. So I had done my homework, and then when I met with them, um, I was very forthcoming and honest about the kind of book I was trying to write, which was not uh, not really maybe a project they had encountered before. It was very personal it was about a lot more than baseball and i was very honest about that and i would when i would meet each guy i would give give him a or show him a folder with all of these articles about his career that i had read and i would put that in front of him and say i've read all these articles about you and i feel like i know nothing about you and that would kind of set the tone for the idea that i was going to ask questions that were you know not the same old questions about their baseball career but about really getting at who they are as people and their, and their experiences, you know, after baseball as people. And I think that might have, you know, just that being forthcoming and, and being honest uh, and being kind of taking a different angle may have led to them being open. And also, 
just the, you know, as you said, doing different things with these guys, getting them out of a conventional interview setting and, and doing things with them, I think makes people a little more comfortable and willing to open up. And speaking of opening up, you, as they told their own stories and, and were very personal with you, you also opened up and discussed your own battle with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, and that's, um, I mean, again, if there's one, or there's many themes, but one of the themes about the, in this book is vulnerability, and I always felt like, you know, if I'm asking these guys to be vulnerable, I have to be willing to be vulnerable, too. And so I talked very openly about my own shortcomings and failings and my own, you know, struggle with OCD, and, and I, it was interesting to find some common ground because an OCD is just uh, an anxiety disorder where you're, you're learning to deal with fear, and all these baseball players had to learn how to deal with fear at a, on a very high level in order to be successful uh, because baseball is such a, a mental game. And so I found a lot of common ground with these guys in discussing our relationship with fear and how, you know, how to manage that, how to handle that, and how to ultimately be successful by learning not to fight against your fear, but to kind of welcome it in and learn to coexist with it. Brad, what would you like readers to take away from the Wax Pack? I think the most salient thing that they can take out of it is, well, one, it's a lot of fun. You know, I think it's a very fun, I mean, there's a lot of serious parts of it, but it's a fun book. Um, and the second part is that I hope that readers will, will realize after they finish how much they have in common with baseball players and, and feel closer to them. Um, my, you know, one of the functions that I serve as being a character in the book is to actually you know, put the reader in my shoes and, and be their eyes and ears so they, so they know what it feels like to hang out with Rance Mullenix and, you know, Gary Templeton and, and Richie Hebner and all these guys. And if you've ever wondered what these guys are really like, you know, if you grew up watching them in the 70s and 80s, reading this book will give you that virtual experience uh, of kind of capturing what these guys are really like um, in day-to-day -day life. And, and so I think that uh, people will walk away having a, a greater appreciation for the, the humanity and the, um, the, the sort of humanity of, of these guys as people beyond just being baseball players. Is there a sequel in the works? No, um, you know, I get asked that a lot, but I don't think that creatively it would be possible to do as well the second time out. Um, you know, I think it's a, one of the the beauty of the book is this the original the originality of the concept um and i think i did a good job with that but i don't know that i could do as well doing it again um it would certainly be fun but artistically i you know i don't think I, you could top that so um that's other book ideas but i don't think a direct sequel would would be the best move Brad Baluchian, the book is The Wax Pack on the Open Road in Search of Baseball's Afterlife thank you so much for joining me Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, if, if people want to take a look, you can go to waxpackbook.com and find out more. And I'm also pretty active on Twitter at waxpackbook. All right. Thank you, Brad. All right. And I appreciate it. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. We'll be back again next week with another edition. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Richards.